doctors here are threatened with felonies. Uh, the affected women are deprived of uh, safe local medical tre treatments um, uh, to terminate pregnancies. Good morning and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Sage Miller, your host. On the same day the United States Supreme Court ruled abortion access should be left up to the states, Utah lawmakers certified a trigger law banning the procedure in most cases immediately. The Planned Parenthood Association of Utah was quick to act. On Monday, Planned Parenthood and the ACLU of Utah requested a judge place a temporary restraining order on the state's trigger law. The judge granted the request and said doctors can continue to provide abortions in Utah for the next 14 days. The Tribune's women's issues reporter, Becky Jacobs, tuned in for that hearing. We discussed how the hearing played out and the future of abortions in Utah. Thanks for joining us today, Becky. Thanks for having me. All right. So big weekend for you and also a big Monday with this uh, with this ruling from the judge. So can we just kind of start out by talking about why did Planned Parenthood request a temporary restraining order on Utah's trigger law and not a dismissal of it as a whole? Right. So it's been a very quick timeline from Friday morning when the Supreme Court overturned Roe. Then Friday evening, the trigger law went into effect in Utah. Saturday, Planned Parenthood filed their lawsuit, and then they asked for this restraining order with an emergency hearing this Monday. Um, and so really, they started with this temporary restraining order to get something in place, it appears, but they did mention in the hearing today that they plan to ask for a preliminary injunction in the case. They plan to file for that this week. And just to give some context, there was a preliminary injunction in the lawsuit that Planned Parenthood also filed when Utah passed its 18-week ban, and that kept it from um, going into effect until there was a final decision. So I think they are looking at getting a longer-term order in place. What did both sides argue? You have Planned Parenthood saying one thing and then representatives of the state saying another. Yeah, Planned Parenthood, their big focus was saying that the trigger law violates Utah's rights outlined in the Utah Constitution, from body integrity to equal protection and a bunch of others that they cited. They also talked about harm that they said will come to women who lost a right that they've had for nearly half a century in the span of a morning. Um, so whether there are physical, emotional, financial hardships of pregnancy, if they have to travel outside of state, you know, it's going to take longer. So it'll take They'll be further along in their pregnancy, so it'll be more expensive and harder to get. And so they were saying this needed to go in place now. Um, the attorney who was representing the state, he admitted, you know, this case has been moving fast, so he hasn't time to outline all of his arguments. But a couple of the ones he made today was that the parts of the Utah Constitution that Planned Parenthood cited, it doesn't specifically mention abortion. And Utah doesn't have a provision in its state constitution like Colorado, who just guaranteed the right to an abortion in their state law this year. The attorney for the state also talked about protecting the life of unborn citizens and the state's interest in that and how that weighs compared to the Planned Parenthood's interest in the harms to women. Um, the judge ultimately decided that this restraining order should go in place. Why did Judge Stone ultimately make that decision to place a 14-day restraining order on Utah's abortion trigger law? Yeah, after hearing all the arguments, the judge decided, he said there is irreparable harm that could happen if this um, restraining order isn't put in place, as Planned Parenthood argued. And then he talked about weighing the interests of the state versus weighing the interests of Planned Parenthood in this case. And this is what he said. I think uh, the immediate effects of that uh, will occur uh, outweigh any uh, policy interest of the state. 
in stopping abortions immediately. Uh, doctors here are threatened with felonies. Uh, the affected women are deprived of uh, safe local medical tre treatments um, uh, to terminate pregnancies. What do the next 14 days look like? Does everything kind of go along as normal as it did prior to Friday's decision? This puts Utah back how we were before the trigger law went into effect. So Carrie Galloway, the president and CEO of Planned Parenthood Association of Utah, had a virtual news conference this afternoon after the ruling, and she said that Planned Parenthood is going to continue to provide abortions now over these next 14 days. You can get scheduled. Um, and she also stressed that if you need contraception, that you should come in and see them for that too, because she said anyone who has the ability to get pregnant needs to be paying attention to their health care right now. And let's fast forward two weeks from now. Does Utah's abortion ban take effect again or what, what next? That's what we'll have to see. There will be the request for the preliminary injunction, which could come into play. And there is another hearing scheduled in this case on July 11th, where there's going to be more arguments made. So that will be when the next update comes. But for the time being, all Utahns still have access to abortion care, contraception, Planned Parenthood. Things proceed as normal. Yes, abortions are still being provided in Utah right now. Perfect. Thank you so much, Becky Jacobs, for all the work covering this, this historic landmark event. And we really appreciate all the information you've been giving Utahns. Thanks for chatting. Next, it's primary election day. Some big names are up for a vote. Reporter Dayton Olander gives the rundown of what you need to know about today's election. If you didn't already know, today's your final day to vote in Utah's primary elections. This year's primaries include several national races. Republican Senator Mike Lee faces two challengers in Becky Edwards and Ali Isom and Utah's four Republican House representatives, Blake Moore, Chris Stewart, John Curtis, and Burgess Owens are each being primaried as well. Additionally, in the state legislature, there are 23 primary races. The winners of all these elections will advance to the general election on November 8th. In Utah, the Republican Party holds closed primaries, meaning only registered party members can participate. Democratic races are semi-closed, meaning only registered Democrats or unaffiliated voters can cast ballots in their primaries. Another thing to note, last year was a redistricting year, so you may find yourself voting in different state and congressional districts than in years past. Don't panic if this applies to you. If you need more information about candidates, you can find the Tribune's voter guides at sltrib.com. The state employs a universal vote-by-mail system, and active registered voters should have already received their ballots. If you sent them through the Postal Service, mail ballots had to be postmarked by yesterday in order to be counted. However, there are other places you can still drop off your ballots, and in-person polling locations will be open until this evening. So if you haven't already and would like to vote or hand in your ballot, you still have the opportunity. You also still have the chance to register to vote. If you would like to do so, head to a polling location with a valid form of ID and proof of address. Initial results will drop tonight, but races won't officially be called until all mail-in and in-person ballots have been counted, so keep an eye on our website at sltrib.com for continued coverage. I had a story published last weekend that highlights all the basics you need to know for election day, and we will have more for you on initial vote tallies tonight. Vote.utah.gov is another great resource for all your election day questions. The polls are open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. 
Follow the Salt Lake Tribune on Twitter at SLTrib and check out sltrib.com for the latest primary results. And that's it for the Daily Buzz. Today's episode was edited by me, Sage Miller, and as always, a hearty thank you to the Pelicans for our music. We'll be back tomorrow to bring you the biggest headlines of the day.